Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Shop. This podcast is for product businesses where I speak to both retail buyers and brand owners about what it's really like to run a retail business. My name is Therese and my mission is to help you build a scalable and profitable product business through wholesale. And today I'm going to be joined by the lovely Nina from Recess Living. Recess Living facilitates a creative workshop, supper clubs, panel talk and workplace well-being events, as well as supporting companies in creating people-centered workspaces that nurture these conversations. I invited Nina to the podcast for a somewhat different episode, and we are about to flip roles, uh, as Nina is actually here to interview me. I'm a little bit nervous about it, and I'm also excited. So welcome, Nina. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. I don't know why I find it more excited about taking the like lead of someone else's podcast than recording my own, but I've got my questions <laughs> ready and I cannot wait. Amazing. Before I kind of hand over the reins to you, is there anything I missed in my introduction? No, absolutely not. That perfectly describes my company, Rhesus Living, which is a creative wellness events company and all the work that we do. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I guess I'm now in your hands then. <laughs> no, not at all. I love it. So before I get started, I need to just do a thank you to our wonderful Instagram fam and community who've also helped me kind of put together some questions for you. So we put out some polls about questions. I had a few wholesale related questions and someone else, as they like introduced their question to me, said what I could say about you which is you are so warm and open and generous with all the information that you say serve us and all your expertise and yeah you share so much so I'm going to set my wholesale question people a little bit homework and basically direct them over to your Instagram account which is a really great place to start for loads of information about how you get started wholesaling ways to work with you sign up to your newsletter the sales pep talk which I love and I'm on in fact I recommend all business owners basically sign up like I don't have a products business but the ways in which that you (laughs) teach (laughs) us about selling but also model it yourself as well is so inspiring so I use like your Monday pep talk as like my sales reminder and just apply it to my business Um, and we'll put all those links in the show notes but my first question which I always love to ask people is what is your self-care love language I don't know I've never been asked this question (laughs) I guess good food Mm. and I like like I'm not super into makeup like I'm not I don't take much time for it but I do like like a good skincare product I'm not very good with like keeping a routine to it but like because I like trying different things but I I mean like you know I actually love buying (laughs) skincare (laughs) products that is also one of my own toxic traits I yeah love it and all like the devices as well I've got so many like washers like rollers to like use mm. these like new like quartz mushroom thingy bobs I haven't quite found a routine of using them all but, no yeah. <laughs> I mean either uh, yeah although another thing is candles I have a lot of candles I buy a lot of candles I burn a lot of candles and room sprays and diffusers I mean basically you could always always convinced me to buy one <laughs> love that do you have a signature scent no because I, I tend to change my mind a lot <laughs> <laughs> 
And also, I don't know if I have the best nose, you know, like I really like two years ago in the Liberty's Christmas calendar, there was like a little Le Labo perfume and I've had Le Labo before. But mm-hmm. this one in particular is so nice. I'm going to have to go and ask them to recreate it or something. Was it, a, was it a limited edition one? Yeah. Oh, I like live for Le Labo. But you know, because you can go to the shop and they mix for you. I presume they oh. could just make it. Yeah, unless it's like King Bob to Liberty, but this mm. it, oh, it's such an amazing brand. And I love that you scent plays a really big part of like your self-care. A little window that we always kind of get to see on Instagram into like your self-care moments and routines is you start in the day with like morning gratitude. Oh, yes, I did do that. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been doing that for? And how did you get into like a good routine of doing it? I actually think Instagram really helped me. Like I always tried before for years I've been trying to do it I tried the you know the one thing line a day I tried like writing down three gratitudes I tried lots of journals but nothing really stuck for long it would stick for a while and I would find it helpful and then I would get all out of the routine and then I think maybe it wasn't a podcast or a talk or something someone said like an expert of some sort social media I guess Mm. said you should have like one thing that you're like known for that you do every day on your social media and that people come back to see like the next day and the next day and I was like I don't know if I have something I can make that commitment to apart from drinking coffee like <laughs> like my morning will always start even if I have very little time with a cup of coffee so I thought why don't I combine the two because I really wanted to get better with my daily gratitude and I always drink coffee so I thought I'll share my coffee cup and a daily gratitude and that kind of how I started and I feel like probably done it for maybe most part of this year or longer I love that and what a great example of social media actually being used for good and also like helping you habit stack and continue that practice what I always get intrigued about with like gratitude journalists and lists which I fall in and out of doing on days if you're not feeling grateful do you still do it yeah I mean like if I'm on Instagram that day Mm -hmm. I mean to be fair every now and then I forget one day but like sometimes I have to think about it but like because I have that time when I make my coffee and there's not much you can do during that time Mm -hmm. I think some days I think about it and I can't find anything and I'm like Chris it's not that deep there must be something that you're happy about and maybe you know it's nice air outside or I had a cuddle with a dog in the morning or the sun Mm -hmm. is shining it doesn't have to be a big thing or maybe it's like I light a candle and that's like a nice little moment and I can be grateful for that it doesn't have to be I think once I let go of the fact that it had to be this like really cool like thought out thing it got a lot easier I love that that is a great reminder for all us to like take with us because sometimes we do feel like self-care does need to be like this big like grandiose like thing where actually we get so much more benefits and joy from those like little moments that sprinkled like throughout our day oh love that okay so I'm gonna go on to my first section 
which is about you, your career. <laughs> a little, my favorite thing to talk about is also like getting behind people's businesses, which I find so inspiring and insightful. But you started your business on the back of being made redundant, didn't you? Mm. So do you think if it wasn't for that redundancy, you would have left anyways, or would you still be doing what you were doing before? I had actually the year before recruited, well, kind of recruited myself into a different roles. So I loved my job. Mm, tell us a bit about what your job was. So I was head of sales at a publisher. So I ran two departments and it, you know, at an independent publisher. We had like, I did the special sales, which is selling books to anyone but, but a bookshop. And then we had a wholesale division where I would also buy books from like a hundred publishers and curate it and sell it, you know, make a range, sell it to other shops and also kind of be a one-stop shop for retailers that would normally not select books. So we'd go in and present. We would go to all the meetings and then would present a curated range to ASOS or that phase or someone like that so mm. that they didn't have to have a hundred meetings. They just had to have the one meeting and the one delivery and so on. So I, it was a pretty busy role and I wanted to get a dog. I wanted to have a <laughs> bit more flexibility. <laughs> I love this I mean, girl. Like, I would come into the office at 7 a.m. I mean, I had no work-life balance. Yeah. You know, I would come in at 7 a.m. during the busy time of the year and I would sometimes leave at like 11 p.m. because there was just not enough hours in the day. Mm-hmm. So I met someone at a trade show, really liked them. We got on really well. So I contacted them because I knew they wanted to eventually hire someone to do their sales. And I basically took a third off my pay and went to a small business. Mm-hmm. And uh, that gave me much more flexibility to work from home. So that was great. So I would have probably stayed there is the long answer to a very straightforward question. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, uh, it also taught me a lot because, you know, coming from a bigger company in sales, I was always accountable for my sales, but I never, and when I was buying, I had to be accountable for stock. I had not, I didn't need to manage the cash flow, like, Mm -hmm. in that business. And that's probably, you know, in a roundabout way why I was made redundant, right? So, so great brand, great company, really like what they do, really enjoy the role, but it also pushed me to do what I really wanted to do which I didn't dare to do because I had the idea years before so yeah, I, oh, I don't know I don't think I would have done it if I was still there oh that's interesting so you are a introvert by name and nature how the hell does an introvert end up working in cells because yeah when you kind of think about like careers for introverts it's not the first one that comes top of mind <laughs> <laughs> no I actually think I had thought about this quite a lot and I also don't have I mean like I have a short answer but I also have a long answer I'll give you an in-between answer <laughs> I was gonna say we'll take both <laughs> now I'm in charge we'll take both <laughs> So I think that I was, so I'm adopted from South Korea. And I think when you're adopted, you work really hard to please everyone. And I think I was very much raised to be more extroverted than I am. Mm. In, 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 uh, to no fault of anyone, right? It was just, mm-hmm. you know, how I presented myself was quite extroverted, even though it made me exhausted. I hear and, that. I was exactly the same. And I think a lot of children do it if they want to have that kind of wanting to be the person 
perfect child sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're a people pleaser and for various reasons. So I think I presented much more extroverted. So actually, I've always been quite good at like doing the things that made me uncomfortable. Like when we did like a charity collection when I was in like eighth grade, we had to walk around to the shops and get donations for prices. Like I walked into all the shops and did all of that. Obviously didn't like it, but like mm-hmm. still did it and no one else would. So, you know, did it. <laughs> <laughs> did it and probably did it well as well <laughs> well we raised a lot of money actually it was uh, you know i mean i do i'm a little bit competitive so that helps okay <laughs> and also like i it annoys me when it does, no one stepped up so i just did it uh, you know so i always done quite like extroverted things i love that do you remember your first job in sales and what it kind of felt like if you had to like either do your first like sales pitch either in person or on the phone well it, i have had quite a few salesy jobs before i started in the industry like i was a blackjack dealer a blackjack and you kind of have to sell right because you need to keep people at the table oh my god i love this i've just got visions of you and green like eyes are just dealing cards <laughs> shark at the table <laughs> well it's not as like fancy as that because like in sweden you can have blackjack tables and roulette and gambling in nightclubs okay. would do that. Uh, it was a really fun job but you know it's kind of selling and then i also sold hot dogs outside not new uh, nightclubs <laughs> and you even live some lives <laughs> I've done a lot of selling, weirdly. I mean, it's not a hard sell selling hot dogs to drunk people, eh? I mean, Mm -hmm, it's probably the easiest sale you can do, (laughs) actually. So, yeah. Um, But when I first started in the industry, I I started on a maternity cover. So I was on a maternity cover for someone that was an account manager. Mm -hmm. But my role was like a sales admin or something like that. I had my own account to look after from day one, really. I mean, bar the two-week handover. So I had to learn quite quickly, I guess. Like, my first accounts that I looked after was people like John Lewis Beauty, Joe Brown. Oh, wow. And, like, smaller ones, too, of course. And then I also assisted on key accounts. So I think my first meetings was fun. Like, I went with some of the team to their meetings, and I got to learn that way. And... Yeah, I don't actually remember much about it, but I do remember my first trade show. What was your first trade show like? I'd never been so tired in my entire life. <laughs> it was like the most intense, exhausting thing ever. Because like I started in July and then in September I went to the show mm-hmm. and um, we had a quite big stand, the company I was with, and it was back in the day where you couldn't sit down, you couldn't like go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like There was like someone waiting for you the whole time oh, wow. I've never been so tired in my life <laughs> a lot of your customers now and clients work in roles in which they have to if they choose to obviously go to trade shows what would be your top tips for surviving a trade show comfy shoes uh lots of water I think and like don't sit down I mean like I think you didn't pay thousands to sit down and rest I know Ooh. we have to have a balance I yeah. absolutely it's all about the balance 
audience. But when you're at a trade show, which is a limited time, mm-hmm. if someone is there and, want, and wanting to talk to you, like, don't sit down. <laughs> like, basically, <laughs> like, just talk to them. And if no mm-hmm. one is around, or, you know, there's still always people around if the show is open. So, like, just treat everyone the same and smile at everyone. Even, you know, don't get tempted to get distracted by your phone or your computer or anything like that. Your business can survive three days or four days of you paying people that are at the show your full attention. Mm, Unless you have a team, then you're allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Then you can can rotate. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Do you have any good, like, opening, like, lines for either trade shows or, like, market stores? So way back in the day, I used to have, like, a jewellery brand. And that's what I always used to find, like, difficult. Because essentially, like, your store's like your office for the day. And I'm very much of the mindset, if you pop into my office, I'm going to say hello. But sometimes you can gauge some people just, like, not in the mood for a chat but you're still like oh I want to like try do you have any good like opening lines that you like to use I definitely think just like eye contact and smiling goes a long way Ooh. and then like I think asking a question is good it doesn't have to you know it could just be like oh are you do you usually come to this trade show or do you usually come to this market or you know if you're a bit more salesy you can be like oh what are you looking for today are you shopping for anyone in particular or what kind of store do you have if you're at a trade show or are you looking for a gift or are you shopping for yourself or someone else I think having like whatever the event is if you're not comfortable with selling having a few questions that you practice saying can really help you kind of get over that initial awkwardness What do you love best about working with independent businesses? Everyone is so creative. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and just nice. I like seeing small business, you know, like business owners doing it for themselves, creating the thing that they want, you know? I, I, I think it's really fulfilling. I like, I th- think when you're in a small business, you can see, and working with small businesses, you can see results much quicker than in a big business because you don't have so much red tape. Mm -hmm. I think it's really good for creativity with small businesses. You know, they can be creative and think outside the box and, you know, test things easily. And yeah, I just like that it feels like a little family, like all the small business owners. (laughs) I love that. What's been some of your career highs so far? I think, I mean, just being able to do this for almost five years now is amazing. Oh my God, absolutely. being able to support myself <laughs> is is a bonus and just I think just doing it is like the first one and like you know surviving doing it I think so I'm I like I'm on the national committee for the Giftware Association and I think that's I quite nice because I we tend to not be that admin we're a few service providers but they don't tend to have like loads of service providers on there mm-hmm. when I first started in the industry the company as with they was quite involved because our MD was the chairman for a while and you know I never really thought I would be part of an industry body like that so it's quite nice to be asked so I think that was pretty cool really cool and it's nice to be involved in the industry that way and I think a lot of people you know in our industry if you have a product-based business they join all the membership and I'm all for it you know get all the training and everything that you need but I also think it's really important to be part of your trade body 
body, whatever that is for you, because they're the ones that represent us with the government. No matter what you think of the government or politics wise, you know, they go to the meetings with the Bank of England, they go to the meetings with, you know, whatever small business um, forums there are and stuff, Mm -hmm. these Genesis meetings, I think they're called. And I think it's important to be a part of that if you want to be in the industry. And I think there is a lot of help get through your associations if you take it. Mm, I love that. I didn't even know there were like loads of different like associations and things out there for product businesses. You spoke about support and supporting yourself through running your company. And that has been one of the greatest lessons that I have learned since going full time in Rhesus Living. And the key for me to like what seems success at the moment as being a business owner is for how long I can like regulate and keep my nervous system calm because <laughs> it is so nervous system like inducing and no one tells you this like when they're like oh go start a business it's going to be so fun you're going to get freedom flexibility which you do and I absolutely love and would not change that for the world but my nervous sector system is highly activated a lot of the time how do you like keep yourself like calm and grounded and aligned I don't know I feel like my work life is less pressured now than when I was in sales <laughs> which is great uh, which is great but just because I think it really suits me to because I I would have hated someone thinking I did a good bad job if I was in when I was employment I would always try to do better and stay longer or do more work or get that extra account so like now I have a much more chilled out approach to it I think mm. you know I think of course sometimes we have to hustle a little bit and I don't think that's bad you know like we have to sell I, I think selling is good it's not bad if you can help someone with your whatever it is whether you're selling products or you're selling your own time or a course or a program or a workshop whatever it is selling is good but yeah I don't know I guess maybe just taking time and realizing that you know the world doesn't stop if you take some time out (laughs) (laughs) I don't know it's a good question I don't know I I tend to have my client calls on Tuesday Wednesday Thursday I try to take half day on Friday it doesn't always work out that way but I try uh, I go to the gym on Monday mornings. I start, you know, by 11. So I guess just choosing when to work and mm. I have no good idea. No, you're doing a great answer because it is... <laughs> It is about allowing yourself that flexibility and also the benefits of like working for yourself is that you can have a lot more control over your schedule. And actually, when you think about things and being like, yeah, don't get me wrong, everyone wants to hit their sales targets and we are passionate about the work we do. We also need the work we do to help us like support ourselves, create the lives that we want for ourselves. A big part of that support is making sure that we are resting in a way that feels good and aligned to you as an individual and also it'll change from like season to season so just being like actually like when I go and like map out my week I'm not just going to map out the business things that I need to do and get done I'm also going to map out going to the gym or taking your dog for a walk or just making mm. sure that you keep your morning ritual of you've got your great coffee going you've practiced your gratitude you've lit a candle like those are so many key things I think a lot of the things that we sometimes forget as business owners that we need to do because 
because we're so focused on right how many sales outreach calls have I done this week where my products coming for have I got my materials lined up what's the cash flow saying and we also need to say like what are we saying within ourselves as well in terms of how energetically are we like feeling and aligned with everything so no really great answers there we had through and these are like my favorite sort of questions like lifting up the curtain and getting behind the scenes of people's businesses and everyone's business out there is going to be different and it's all about finding the ways that best work for you as a person with the means that you've got what sort of support do you have in your business at the moment in terms of people technology or mantras which I thought was such a great little spin yeah <laughs> oh the mantra thing is I'm going to have to think about it because I've stupidly I mean, you've removed got a great my one behind us we've got build your oh, dream yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah I do have that one it's a bit cheesy but I like it yeah I love it <laughs> support so I have someone that helps me with ad hoc tasks like mm-hmm. kind of like a VA would like uh, converting you know podcasts or live chats into blog posts or managing my Facebook group and and just ad hoc things. Mm-hmm. It varies a little bit from month to month how much time that is. And that is probably because I'm not organized enough more than anything. Interesting. You do not project not on the organized. outside world as an organized person. I don't know if it's organized even. or that I just like doing it in my own time. I, I need to be better at outsourcing, I think. But like mm-hmm. before my holiday, for example, I wanted to write all the newsletters while I was on holiday so I did them before I went and I could have had someone then create the emails but Mm -hmm. I quite enjoy it so I did it you know like I would have written them either way but then someone could have uploaded them and done all the links and stuff but that would have meant that I needed to brief someone and I would have set a deadline and check it over so I'm a little bit bad with those things actually I need to get better what sort of tech like supports you in your business uh, I mean Canva <laughs> <laughs> like Canva for everything <laughs> we're happy to be sponsored by you okay anyone out in Canva <laughs> Yeah, Canva. I guess my website. I mean, I know I should have a better, most fa- more fancy website, perhaps, but mine is on Wix, and that's simply because that's what I started with, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of used to it. I use Flowdesk for my emails because they're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Gmail. What else do I use? What about what helps you keep yourself like organized? And also, because I can imagine that you've also got your own like sales tracker and like client mm. flow system flow system you know, whatever the professional word is for that you know what I mean um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> where, where does all that information get oh held? I do have a CRM system I use CRM thank you <laughs> <laughs> I used Absado for my sales. Apart from my courses that are self-paced, because then I use Thinkific because <laughs> it goes and then that kind of goes like you know email funnel then to Thinkific to host the courses. I also so I used Absado for one-to-one clients and like one-off calls and things like that. I also have a quite old school, so I also have a whiteboard where I put like all my clients and which months we having calls so I know that I don't have too many one-to-one clients at any one time I like to see it visually like that I quite mm-hmm. I get a lot of satisfaction from looking at my whiteboard I updated it yesterday <laughs> 
I did see it had a little clean over on Instagram. But it is yeah. about, I think one of the key things that you've taught me is just taking the action. So whatever system that works best for you, whether you want to do it, pen and paper, on a whiteboard, in a notion board, in a Trello, in Wix, which you're like, oh, it might not be as fancy as XYZ, but it really works for me. Mm. It's about finding things that work for you to help you take that action and to start blocking you from taking the action. Yeah. Oh, and I should probably say Dipsado is not the CRM for you if you're product-based and listening to this. So that's more for service-based businesses. Mm, Is there like a product-based business-like version of it or do you not really need one in that world? Different. So it depends on how much you like learning new softwares and stuff. Like HubSpot has a pretty good free version of a CRM. You can, of course, upgrade. Some, depending on what, if you have a stock management system, they might have a light version of a CRM in it or, you know, that sort of thing. But the way I teach it in my sales course is using a Trello board because a lot of creators I work with are very visual. Mm-hmm. And Trello, like the Trello system you can learn in like an afternoon versus, you know, HubSpot is a very, actually you can do a lot of very, very, very clever things. So it's a lot more to learn. Let's chat about your courses, but your courses in the lens of launching a courses because your sales launch energy and activity is literally one of the best out there. And we had a lot of questions through about how do you sustain your energy during like a sales period? I actually make my sales periods pretty short because as an introvert, I'm the first one to to say like it does make me tired mm. like, it's interesting I, that you're like they're sure but you are like everywhere you're doing <laughs> lives you're doing an email flow coming through you're posting on instagram and other social platforms as well like they're it's short but a- intense <laughs> yes <laughs> so <laughs> how yeah. are you keeping your energy up during that like intensity which for someone who's maybe not in like a launch cycle it would be your equivalent of say the christmas season like we know it's a good like golden opportunity time for selling it's quite condensed it's pressurized and yeah sometimes it kind of feels like you've got a lot riding on it as well and that's like a Mm. whole another different like energy management thing to like balance it so yeah how do you sustain your energy and expectation expectations during launch seasons so during launch season one thing i do do pretty regularly is actually i don't know if i have it here but i do actually journal during launch season because like, I, I use closely this is an old version I should because I only use it during launch I have still <laughs> not gotten through the 90 days that's because I don't tend to journal so much in between but I use this mm-hmm. one which is 90 okay. day manifestation journal by like closely and it just oh, what, let me have a look so it, in the morning it just like asks you like what version of yourself are you stepping into today like how you currently feeling and a few other things and then you go back to it in the evening but I tend to do mm-hmm. it in the morning so I do it like morning and then I do it for the evening the day before so I do the okay. evening one as well no. and I like it because it kind of reminds me that I it's a moment to remind me that I'm not which I tell everyone but 
but you also have to tell yourself, right? Like that mm-hmm. I am trying to attract the people that needs the help that I'm offering right there and then. It's not about convincing anyone that doesn't need it. So it doesn't have to be icky or, or annoying. If some if it's not for someone, they will simply mute me for a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they would just not look and the algorithm will pretty much tell the, you know, learn pretty quickly that they right now they're not really into my content. And I just think that journaling reminds me of like why I'm doing it. It's not about like, of course, I need the selling to happen because like Mm -hmm. it's a business after all, but it's not, it's more like about attracting the people that feel cool to it right there and then. So my job with putting content out there is to attract those people, not, uh, and to make them aware and to remind them about that there is help out there to get. Mm-hmm. And I think the journaling really helped me get in that headspace where it reminds me that actually it's okay to spend another day talking about the same things over and over again. Mm, I love that. One of the questions we had through, um, and this can apply to like a launch period or say like a slower like sales season. Like at the moment of the time we're recording, we're kind of in the summer period, which yeah, it's just like quieter everywhere for all sorts of businesses isn't it but question we had through is you always seem so positive and whenever I see you on my screens you always fill me with so much joy I know that life's sometimes just like life and that's not always the case but how do you stay positive and motivated during difficult times I love this question that's a nice question I know we've got so many great people (laughs) in the grand family thank you um obviously not everything is always positive Mm -hmm. but I think I I generally love what I do so it's pretty easy to be positive about work I think like mm. I feel really lucky to do what I do and I I don't even need to remind myself because I just feel very privileged to be able to do this job as a job so like work-wise it's quite easy to just be happy about it <laughs> I compo- I think and this is maybe not something that is such a good personal trait on mine but I'm very good for lack of a better word I suppose to compartmentalize and put something in a box and open it later mm. <laughs> so I I might come across as really open and I, I share quite a lot but there's obviously things that goes on that I don't share and it's not even that I'd feel like I'm withholding that it's just like it's in a <laughs> and yeah, my therapist sounds- is helping me open this box but actually it helps me in a way for my work because it means that working is actually what gives me maybe respite from the emotional cupboard a bit so Mm -hmm. I just really enjoy it (laughs) (laughs) no I love that and I think what's key about that is because you're so passionate about what you do that already kind of helps you take that first step to like doing a thing in the first place it really fuels me to like know I help someone like it really like gives me all the energy I love that so next question is like a two-parter but same question so what advice would you give someone who is thinking about starting a products business and the second part is going to be same question but someone who wants to start a service business so mm-hmm. I think that you know you need to know you need to probably have an idea of like why you're doing it and that goes for both actually mm-hmm. I think your why needs to be pretty clear whatever business you start but also a little bit of an idea of where you want to go and that goal can change right but you mm-hmm. need to have an initial idea of how much money you need to be making what is the vision and I think it goes for both service and product-based businesses because I often speak to product-based businesses that don't really 
know where they want to take their business. And I think that makes it really hard then for someone like me to help you get there if you don't. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, we can talk about it and I can help you get to where, you know, an answer to that question. But really, when you run a business, you're in the driver's seat. So you need to have an idea where you're going to go. I think it's really important. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's that whole thing of knowing like the path you want to take. I can only like compare it to like driving and yeah, it's the best way I've described like yeah, running the business is. and also like what you need to like get started or what helps you tune into like if it's right for you. So it's about being able to know that you're going on a journey. Like, you know, mm. at the end of the journey, you're going to like reach like Bali, for instance. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we drive to Bali. That would be nice. <laughs> be nice and long. Um, but more for taking Can the scenic Can we just really. fly and stay? <laughs> We're going to go really sustainably to Bali. <laughs> okay, we'll go somewhere in the UK. We're going up to Anglesey. <laughs> you okay. can tell on my head at the moment <laughs> I, went, I was like where should I go Bali um, okay we'll bring it back we're off to Anglesey from London <laughs> which is where I am but running a business is knowing that you're going to go on a journey to Anglesey and just going on it without necessarily having all your sat nav like laid out and just being like I'm just going to find part of my way along that journey and kind of being like curious and open to know that not all the path is like fully set out or you don't know exactly where you're going to have to go on a detour and just like ease and like calm yourself into that mm. I think the road uh, road trip analogy is great I think yeah because you kind of need to like when you have a business you want to map out and like some stops of some sort along the mm-hmm. way I mean otherwise it will get expensive say you go on a really <laughs> long road trip right <laughs> yeah if you don't map up any little stops along the way and maybe say it's high season pre-book some hotels Mm -hmm. it can be very costly and also very stressful when I was little we used to go on these road trips for Europe and sometimes like I remember there was like the Euros or the World Cup or something one year and we were in Germany and every hotel we stopped was fully booked and I both me and my brother were quite young and Mm. I'm pretty sure it was stressful and I'm pretty sure we ended up in a really expensive hotel Mm. So a little bit of forward planning never goes amiss, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) What is the best piece of advice, both business or life, whichever you prefer, that you've ever been given? I don't think I really, really, really like the quote, done is better than perfect. Mm. Because I I can get stuck in like trying to make it perfect sometimes. Uh So I really, really like that. I really like, you know, that thing of like profit is sad. What is it? Turnover is vanity profit is sanity or something like that I I really like that rather cheesily I also really like that one like you know there's um, now I've forgotten what it is but it's something (laughs) no it's like that Robert Frost poem it's like I took the road less travelled yeah I'm with you I I really like that that is not word by word but like you know basically you come to this fork and you take the one like that is less travelled I like that so we're coming to a close of our questions. I have uh, created a little quick fire round for you, <laughs> which I've called Let's Talk Shop. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. I'm very bad at quick fire questions. Hence why this podcast episode will probably be longer because I talk too much. <laughs> Let's see how we get on. Are you ready, lovely? Yes. Okay. Let's Talk Shop. I don't 
tell you I did it like I was like some sort of 90s game show host. <laughs> <laughs> Also, like one of my first jobs in TV was on the game show. So I just, yeah, I always like to like, I want to hear it. Anywho, I want to hear more about that. (laughs) Let's talk shop. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to edit this out. Okay. Where's your favorite place to shop? Um, I, well, it depends on for what. I really like that. There's like a independent near me that has really lovely like homeware and ceramics called Sisterhood. I really like that. and then there's a gift shop that is, you know, have some kids stuff and things. I often buy like gifts for our niece and stuff in there called number 14 in Amtil. And there's a florist there too, which is really cute called Emmy Floral. For anything stationary, I really like Pencil Me In, which I oh. do online because they're in Scotland and I've still not visited, but it's a lovely shop. I like Happy Dashery and Leighton Bassett. But, I, you know, like, I like any shopping. I also love Liberty. Oh. You know? Like, I do not discriminate when it comes to shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Okay. If you had a product business, what would you sell? I mean, I obviously thought about it. Mm-hmm. And, like, the natural thing would probably be stationery because I have a lot of it. And I oh. like stationery a lot. Okay. But I don't know how concise that brand would be. So, probably... <laughs> Not a good idea. <laughs> so would you sell stationery because you love it? Yes. And if you're thinking about like solely just like business hat on, what's like a really lucrative business, would you deter from stationery or would you still stay stationery? I think you need to have a passionate about what you sell. I guess like it would need to be stationery or candles or something. I do mm-hmm. not want to be a candle maker because you have to learn a lot about like safety and things, yeah. right? So probably stationery. Okay, love or- Day hard stationery yeah. fan. Oh, yeah. um, what's the last book you bought? Oh, is it called Yellow Face? Yes, I can't remember the author now. But I haven't no, started reading it yet. I've seen it everywhere. Okay, let me know when you get started and if, if you recommend. Yes. Okay, what is currently on your shopping list? wish list for life work and self-care so shopping list for work there was a business book i was recommended today which i cannot remember what it was called it's called by someone d Priestley or something like that uh anyway i've added it to my list personal there's probably a lot of random things that i don't need but i, w- I will need when it <laughs> it's a wish list it out. doesn't matter it doesn't matter like a winter coat is probably something i will i want <laughs> you know i know i'm gonna need it wish list though like if it could be anything anything i guess like we could ne- do with a new car which my husband reminds me about a lot because I, my car is from seven eight years now i think okay i feel like that can also go into necessity list yeah true it depends on what car you want Oh, this is true. This is true. What we think? The necessity might be like a cheap car, and a wish list car might be like a Tesla, for example. Why the hell not? Let's just put that out into the universe. Twenty twenty three, the year you get a Tesla. What's on your self care wish list at the moment? I feel like my shoulders have been very, very tense. I think I'm going to go for a massage. So that's probably like the next thing. 
Nice. Love. What shop would you love to be locked in overnight? Ooh. It would have to be a big shop with lots of things, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, I would probably prefer to be locked into like Liberties or Selfridges just because they are big. Yeah. And, you know, you're not going to actually let's go Selfridges because there's the food hall. So you're not going to go hungry. Ooh. So there will be very wine, sensible. there will be chocolate, <laughs> and there's product. Oh, I love that. That was both like <laughs> sensible, but also very indulgent my like go-to would be liberty because it's like the first shop i remember like going to when i was little with my mum and there's so much like history in that building as well which i'm just like so curious about there must be like doors that you're not allowed to open that you could open at night so yeah that would be like my my go-to yeah but you do you would need to bring your own food i'm gonna bring myself a packed lunchbox i'll be okay And then my final question, which is not part of the quickfire round, but a question I love to ask people is, what piece of advice would your younger self give you now? Ah, my younger self. I love this because a lot of people say like, what advice would you give your younger self? But I love that you flip it. I I think that's so good. I would probably say, I don't know, my younger self was pretty like, had a very, very planned out. I guess like mm. I think like you know remembering to have fun is really good like mm-hmm. you know like what are you enjoying like I think I very much lived when I was younger so like I did lots of things so you know I was more spontaneous with my travel and things like that so like you know just be remember that you know, life is about living <laughs> love that thank you so much I'm gonna <laughs> no but it is and those are the reminders that we need because the whole thing about like building your dream as you like so beautifully like remind us literally in the frame with your life is that you actually get to live your dream as well and that's what we forget when we're kind of head down just like building all the time Mm. so I think that is a wonderful reminder from younger you to all of us right now just enjoy living and embrace some spontaneity thank you I think that's so good I'm gonna hand the mic back over you uh, and you know before we go if anyone is keen to find out more about what you do maybe if they have their own business they maybe they have like a workspace as well or they have you know a partner whose workspace is not great with self-care and well-being like how can people find out more about you and you know recommend them to recommend you to their partners and friends and workplaces yeah so we work with workplaces for the workplace well-being but we do also work with brands for brand launches and activations as well so yeah need to stay plugged in to my fellow indie biz family as well yeah love finding new ways to bring your communities and clients and audiences together you can find me over on instagram over at recess living website is also recess living and now because i also hang out on linkedin uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks to some gentle pushing from uh, a bird not too far away um, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me over there under my name which is Nina Legba, which we'll link over in the show notes amazing thank you so much Nina I like it so good I knew you were going to be the perfect person to do this <laughs> I love your approach to like everything and life in general 
and um, I hope that you, those of you who are listening that you enjoyed this rather different episode and if you're enjoying the season so far give me like you know share over on Instagram and if you're watching on YouTube since I'm going to publish this on YouTube leave a comment or I think it's a thumbs up I think they do there yeah uh, <laughs> and I would love to kind of get to know who's listening a little bit more and the podcast will be back next Monday with another episode so I hope to see you then thank you thanks take care everyone